You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident finalist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore daddy. So today I'm going to do something that I've never really done before. I know it's super popular, but primarily it's popular because people just get angry and yell about it. Right? People like to be outraged and scream and talk about how dumb people are. And, I, you know, it's kind of just a who cares thing for me. I don't, I don't want to get kicked in the head a hundred times just because I made a list, which is what I'm doing today, that people disagree about, which is pretty subjective anyways. But we're going to take a stab at it because it is kind of fun. So what I'm planning to do today, and it's, it's kind of important to define what exactly is going on, and please keep this in mind before you start your onslaught. This is not greatest quarterbacks, period. This is not, you know, if I were to take a quarterback today for the foreseeable future, What I'm looking at, at the start of 2019, this year, I have a team, I get to pick any quarterback for this year. Who am I going to pick? And I'm actually not going to do from 10 to 1, because I feel like once you get... It's actually somewhat anticlimactic, because the interesting part is kind of like when you get... I mean, it's it's sort of... You know, what order do the, the real top guys go? But beyond that is when it gets kind of crazy. Right? It was pretty easy to throw together the first, you know, one, two, three, four, whatever. But after that, it's kind of like, man, you, you really got to kind of work at it. So as much as everybody kind of likes the 10 to 1 because they want to hear that my quarterback is the best and, you know, whatever, I'm kind of the opposite. I, I kind of like looking at the, the nuance of, you know, let's say the first four or five guys are gone what are you going with, right? You got experience, you've got consistency, you've got injuries, you know, there's, there's, there's problems with the, the second, third tier guys. And you got to kind of sort through that and make a determination, right? The season's on the line. Who are you taking? The old experienced declining guy, the young ascending guy. I don't know. I, I find that to be the more fun. So we are going to go from one to 10. So for those of you that are interested in just hearing about Packers, you're probably going to like the first five minutes because it's going to be Rodgers early and then a bunch of non-Packers quarterbacks. I'm also planning to do a few honorable mentions, only really because there are probably a few names that others are going to say, why wouldn't they be top 10 or whatever. So just kind of, I guess, explaining the ones that are big names that some people are going to scream about that um, I will explain why I don't have them there. And no, Mitch Trubisky is not in the honorable mentions list, and um, that is the last time I will mention his name today. If you have any questions about him, feel free to listen to just about any of my last 10 podcasts for a uh, description of why he would not be in my top 10. Or just go into the Packernet Facebook group and ask them. I'm sure they can give you a laundry list. But anyways, as always, be sure to call or text any questions or comments you have to 608-501-0718. 
If you look in the description, there will be a link of links where you can find some sweet Packernet merchandise, a link to join the Facebook group, plenty of ways to support the podcast, including, by the way, um, when I did my PFF giveaway, I used my own link. Turns out it does still work. So if you're planning on buying your own PFF subscription, please use the um, the link that is in the description. Um, actually, I don't... I'm not going to promise. It's supposed to be a percentage off. I don't think it worked, though, so don't hold me to that. Either way, if you're planning on buying one, if you wouldn't mind using my link, it will send, I think, 10 bucks my way, which is pretty cool. Um, otherwise, uh, be sure to check out NFLBigBoard.com. Found some pretty cool little upgrades that I'm planning on doing if I can get these crazy people to get their stuff to work. Um, it's going to be pretty sweet. I guess I can tell you. The, the plan is to get a updated news ticker. In other words, recent news from around NFL draft websites, newer articles or whatever, there's going to be a little news ticker. So again, the, the little tagline for NFLBigBoard.com is the ultimate NFL draft resource, and I'm trying to uh, live up to that and make sure pretty much everything that I want that I can't find on my site, I'm going to try to find a way to incorporate that. Work in progress, but we're getting there. I'm getting there. Anyways, let's take our break, and we will do our top 10 count up. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. All right, so first off, I am going to put at number one Aaron Rodgers. Even if I didn't fully believe it, I'd probably do it anyways just because it's probably the quickest way to um, lose listeners and be hated among Packer fans than to put him like number two behind, I'm not going to list names, but whatever. But I have said, and I do believe, that Aaron Rodgers is the best thrower of the football, and that's what I'm basing this on. Um, as far as critiques that you could maybe not want him to be number one, um, for example, hasn't been super great the last couple of years. However, I think Aaron Rodgers has been fine. You could partly evidence this by using pro football focus, which is going to be the central point of what I'm using here, because I haven't watched and studied every single quarterback for the last several years, including all the way back to when some of these guys' careers started back in 2001. And if you're saying that you have, I'm saying you're a liar. Obviously, I've seen some games, but I'm talking about actual study to the point of being able to critique, you know, Aaron Rodgers in 2017 compared to, you know, Drew Brees in 2007. Come on, man. 
But anyways, if, if you look at how he graded out, he, he had an elite grade for 2018. Um, and I, I don't think it's that far-fetched to say that he was fine, but the team was just not doing well. It wasn't perfect. You know, you look at uh, week 10 against Miami, 61.1. Look at weeks, I mean, week 17 against Detroit, horrific game. No question, and PFF absolutely put that on Aaron Rodgers. He had a 50.5 grade. I don't know if I've ever seen a grade that low. It was bad. But overall, again, elite grade. So despite there being issues, and I'm sure there were certain grades throughout a game where he was graded negatively, but there was enough positive there uh, to overcome that. As far as, you know, the whole scandal, quote-unquote, with, you know, not getting along, I've said and I believe that's overblown. Now, there's something to be said about his leadership, which I, I don't think is top tier. If this was a top 10 list as far as leadership, I don't know if he makes the top 10. Lead by example is a, a different kind of thing, especially when you're going up to the podium. And he does take passive-aggressive shots. He does pout on the field. He does trash his wide receivers at the podium and his coach at the podium and, and do all that kind of stuff. He's not Cam Newton bad, but he's a far cry from a lot of the other guys on this list. But again, ultimately, when it comes down to it, I've got a team, I need the best quarterback, I'm going to pick the most talented one. And I do believe that that's Aaron Rodgers. On top of that, he brings, as we have heard recently from Aaron Rodgers, a lot of experience. So to those that want to point to the Pat Mahomes, the Baker Mayfields, the Deshaun Watsons, and the Carson Wentzes, what they don't have, including his talent, even if you want to say that some of these guys are as good as Aaron Rodgers, which I would disagree with, they don't have 13 years of experience reading defenses. So on top of having the best arm talent and and all that stuff in the NFL, the 13 years experience is serious. So very simply, Aaron Rodgers is number one. Number two is relatively obvious to me, but I'm guessing it wouldn't be the majority of people's number two, but that's Drew Brees. Um, I don't think Drew Brees is at the same level as terms of, I mean, he's not going to get the highlight reels and all that kind of stuff. But as far as, first of all, being a veteran, but also being consistent, there I, I don't know if anybody has ever... Aaron Rodgers is the, the closest that I can find of any quarterback that has been as consistently dominant as Drew Brees. Drew Brees, in his entire career with the New Orleans Saints since 2006, has never even had an average year at quarterback. His lowest grade, according to Pro Football Focus, is 81.9 in 2008. For reference, Aaron Rodgers has had three years where he was graded in the 70s, 2015, 17, and 2008. I know 2017 kind of doesn't count, but at least two years. And 2015 shouldn't surprise anyone. It wasn't a great year. 2008, I don't know, it was his first kind of rookie, not rookie, but his first official starting year. Either way, is what it is. Drew Brees is just a, a, a guarantee. I mean, he comes in and it's, you know, some obviously right now, well, he's got all the weapons. He hasn't always had this good of weapons. Bottom line is he's just as, about as solid a quarterback as you're going to find. He has the top end potential to be, as we saw this past year, just he's one of those guys that has all the stats. I mean, as far as big time numbers, as far as touchdowns, you know, I mean, the guy threw 53 touchdowns in 2011, 36 this past year. He's had four years of 40 or more touchdowns, so he's got the big numbers. He's always been a big yardage guy. I mean, it, it, nine years, nine with 5,000 or more yards, including in 2011, 6,398 yards. But beyond that, it's not just like Matt Stafford type, you know, pad your stats type numbers. His accuracy percentages, touchdown to interception ratio is, is relatively solid. Everything about Drew Brees is just solid. 
I don't know if there's a safer pick at quarterback than Drew Brees. In that way, he may be one of the more underrated quarterbacks that's out there. Because I, I think when, when people talk about, well, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and, and kind of just ends there, and then Drew Brees is kind of in that next tier, like still elite. But no, man, I think that's crazy. Again, similar to everybody else. He, he doesn't have perfect games every single year. I mean, it's not as though he doesn't ever have bad games. But it's just overall, the guy just comes through, plays out of his mind every single year. So if you're looking for a good quarterback, Drew Brees. You're looking for a consistent quarterback that isn't going to regress, Drew Brees. You're looking for somebody that's going to play and not get hurt, Drew Brees. You're looking for for big yardage, Drew Brees. You're looking for a lot of touchdowns, Drew Brees. You're looking for experience at quarterback, Drew Brees. If there was a quarterback that I was going to put ahead of Aaron Rodgers, it'd probably be Drew Brees. But I think Aaron Rodgers gives you a lot of what Drew Brees does, but I just think he's a more talented quarterback. You look at what he does with his arm, you know, the, the... incredible tight window throws, the off his back foot, the ability with his legs. He's just got a little bit more in the tool bag than Drew Brees does. But I I would just, I would never feel uh, worried even to have Drew Brees as my quarterback. Number three, I mean, I I don't want to have to say this every time, but I'm essentially just going to roll the dice here. I'm going to go Pat Mahomes. Now, I've been saying pretty consistently that I'm concerned about his regression and all that stuff, but if there's anybody who has anywhere near the talent of Aaron Rodgers as Pat Mahomes, if anybody is going to be seen through history as a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers as far as being a thrower of the football, it's Pat Mahomes. He's not there, but what he did in his, not his rookie year, but his first year is unbelievable. There are quarterbacks who never have years like Pat Mahomes. I'm not just talking about the stats, I'm talking about the grade, because again, for me, that's more important. 5,670 yards is unbelievable. 53 touchdowns, 12 interceptions is unbelievable. Again, Drew Brees threw 53 touchdowns once in his entire career, and it came with 16 interceptions. Pat Mahomes, in his first year as a starter, 53 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Drew Brees, who's known for big-time yardage and all that stuff, 5,700 yards, he did that twice. Once for 57, once was that 6,300-yard season. This is a guy who's been in the league since forever and is known for big-time numbers. And we, you know, I, I'm, I'm more than content to look at it and say, look, Pat Mahomes is stacked with talent. He's got an unbelievable wide receiver, you know, Andy Reid. And I, just regardless, it, it, what he did is, is beyond impressive. And even if he takes a step back, I mean, he's still, he could take a step back and still be Drew Brees. He can take a step back and still be Aaron Rodgers. So I'm betting on the upside a little bit. But again, even if he regresses, he's still, still potentially the best quarterback in the NFL. Um, there, there, you know, maybe he's a little bit of refining that needs to be done, but he, he's just, he's an unbelievable talent. And the only reason he's not number one or number two is because I just don't have enough information yet. But if he can continue to do what he's doing there, again, as far as the numbers go, there, there will never be a quarterback like Pat Mahomes. I shouldn't say that because, you know, things get crazier and crazier. There's going to be a time when 60 touchdowns is, (laughs) is a thing. But I mean, Aaron Rodgers has never even thrown for 50 touchdowns. He throws a lot of touchdowns. 49 is the most he's ever done in 2016. Now, granted, the touchdown-to-interception ratio is off the charts because he's only thrown 12 or more interceptions twice in his entire career. I mean, double digits even twice in his career. 2010 and 2008, he had 13. Again, 2008 was his first year as a starter. 2010 was, you know, I guess somewhat shortly after. Otherwise, never even thrown double digits. Still, I, I just... I mean, I, that, that's a big roll of the dice. I mean, so Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees, in my opinion, are... are really good and also safe. Pat Mahomes is less safe, but just, I mean, we're talking 
And, and again, you can take this different directions. If, if you want Pat Mahomes number one, I'm not mad at you. If you don't want Pat Mahomes in your top 10, I'm a little bit iffy on that. But, you know, you could drop him a little bit because there's still some other talented people you'd rather. That's fine. This is my guy, and that's my justification. At number four, and, uh, you know, obviously a lot of people would be upset for various reasons, but I'm going to go with Tom Brady. And I'm super iffy on Tom Brady because, again, just depends on the criteria. You, you look at the wins, you look at the track record, you look at all the stuff. I mean, he should be number one. The problem is I'm not taking Tom Brady in New England. I'm taking away all the extra variables, and I'm, I'm this is a new made-up team with a new made-up coach and everything else. I don't want to go so far as to call Tom Brady a system quarterback, but there's no question he operates within a system incredibly. Change the system, change the things up a little bit, take away Bill Belichick and his ability to scheme wide receivers open. I don't know how well he navigates that. I don't know that Tom, what, what does Tom Brady do in, in Mike McCarthy's offense last year? with no open wide receivers, with zero mobility to be able to escape out of the pocket like Aaron Rodgers and try to make something happen after the play kind of breaks down. Granted, Rodgers didn't have a lot of success doing that, but on occasion, he does. So I, I have a hard time dropping him lower because of his incredible... I mean, th- there's I don't know that there's ever been anyone that's more competitive. His ability, I mean, when, when the chips are down, he just comes out and says, we will win this game. Aaron Rodgers has a lot of that too, and he does a really good job, but... I mean, it, 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 when, I, when I'm watching a Patriots game and they're down by, you know, six or whatever, and he's got any time on the clock, you know the Patriots are going to win, and Tom Brady will will it to happen. You will see the best quarterbacking that he's ever done, that anybody's ever done, on that one drive. He will will it to happen. So he's got an incredible amount of experience, incredible amount of intelligence. I do think he's a pretty accurate thrower. He's got He throws some beautiful passes despite not having, you know, that freakish ability, that Pat Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers kind of ability. He doesn't have any mobility. There's a little bit of concern, but I, I think he's got enough will, enough talent, and enough intelligence to be able to make it work regardless of what happens. I mean, if it's a terrible team, I'm worried about Tom Brady. But also beyond that, if I'm trying to win a Super Bowl and we can get into the playoffs, I don't feel better about anybody in the world than Tom Brady. I mean, this guy knows how to win in the postseason. And yeah, I know he's got the defense, he's got a good coach and all that stuff, but I don't have to worry because some quarterbacks just can't get it done. I don't know what Pat Mahomes is in in the postseason or what he's going to be, what his reputation is going to be. There's several quarterbacks who have done well enough to get in and then it's just everything falls apart. But I, I, you know... I think a lot of people probably see number four as disrespectful. Probably some other people think it's too high. It's it's a toss-up, and I could see either direction going. But again, take away all the variables. Are you taking Tom Brady? And I'm not saying he's regressing in any way whatsoever. This was interesting, too, when you look at his grades. From, let's see, 2001 through 2011. You know how many elite grades he had? One. I'm taking a little bit of liberties because he was very close in 2011, but... 88.1 is not technically 90. 2007, in that span from 2001 to 2011, 2007 was his only elite grade. Since then, from 2012 to 2018, he has only had two seasons where he wasn't in the elite category. And that includes four straight years in a row, 2015, 16, 17, and 18, where he was graded as elite. He's had more elite grades in his last four years than he's had previously in his entire career, where he only had two. So two from 2001 to 2014, he's been elite ever since. He's not slowing down. He's not getting worse. He's not regressing. He's, he's If anything, he's getting better in his old age. And I, I, I also think it's fair to say that there has never... there th- Over the last four years, there hasn't been a, a better quarterback than Tom Brady. You know, I, again, you, you can look at Drew Brees 
playing out of his mind in 2018, but look at 17 and 16 and 15. Eh. I mean, it's a little unfair when you take the specific window that Tom Brady's been dominant in, but whatever. He's been pretty much flawless for four straight years, and we've seen the fruits of that. But again, because of all the question marks about, you know, isolating him as a quarterback, I'm going to put him at four. As I said, as we get further on down, it gets even more complicated. It gets more difficult to kind of figure these things out. But I'm going to go with Russell Wilson. Um, It's hard to say whether he's underrated or overrated. It kind of depends who you ask. If anything, I overrate him because I'm I'm unbelievably impressed by him. If you look at his PFF grade, he's only had one elite grade, and that was in 2012. 2018 was very close. Everything in between has been 70s and 80s. What I really like about Russell Wilson, though, is is the fact that he's, first of all, consistent. He's never really been bad. Um, he's got the mobility working for him, which is great. He's He's been in the league long enough to be considered a veteran with great intelligence and all that kind of stuff. I do think he's a, a talented thrower. But it's also the fact that it doesn't matter how good his team is, right? When he's got some weapons, he utilizes them. He does not have an offensive line. Last, I mean, every year I've been saying this team has just fallen apart because of what a garbage job John Schneider has done of, of maintaining talent. That team has fallen apart to nothing. And every year, despite not being anywhere near as good as they have been, they exceed my expectations. Now, I think a lot of that goes to their head coach, but Russell Wilson just makes it work. You know, no offensive line, you know, maybe a good wide receiver, not even an elite wide receiver, but Baldwin is a very good wide receiver. But, I mean, outside of that, what do they have to work with? But Russell Wilson consistently comes in. He plays hard. He plays well. And he, he plays – he does well. He, I mean, he's, he's a good quarterback. You know, he's not a huge numbers guy. But neither is Aaron Rodgers. I, I think he's more of an Aaron Rodgers than, than a, you know, a Drew Brees, Pat Mahomes. So Pat Mahomes is Drew Brees, Russell Wilson is Aaron Rodgers. Not to that level, but, you know, he doesn't have a ton of yards. He's got 36 touchdowns, which is close to 40. That's an Aaron Rodgers thing, but seven interceptions. So he's very efficient. He's very accurate. He's very cautious. He's very talented, and it's not contingent on how good the team is around him. He's going to come out, and he's going to play hard. And again, he's a veteran. He's intelligent. And also, as far as leadership goes, I don't know if anyone's better than Russell Wilson. He, he's loved in his locker room. He's loved in his city. He's very, very, he's good character guy, good locker room guy. Um, I just don't think you can go wrong. Now, he doesn't have, he, I mean, he, he, I, don't, I don't think he belongs any higher than this. You could argue lower, but I don't think I can put him above Tom Brady. You know, you can argue Pat Mahomes because he doesn't have the experience, but just the upside of Pat Mahomes is disgusting. And then Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers are just a completely different level altogether. They, they, they are the complete package, the, the veteranship, the consistency, the talent, all that. But again, you could argue lower, and, and I think that's fair. Um, but I, I just, I'm just impressed by what he's done considering what he has and, and just the, I don't know, just, just what he's done impresses me. After that, again pretty controversial and I, I i i feel less and less good about these picks but i'm gonna say andrew luck i have said and and will maintain that i think when andrew luck is healthy which is rare which is why he's not higher i think he's one of the better quarterbacks in the league in fact the last two years he played 2017 he didn't play but 2016 and 2018 he was elite this is a guy who has never had a defense never had an offensive line he's had ty hilton nothing else but he just dominates I mean, consistently, when again, when he's healthy, 5,000 yards is nothing. 40 touchdowns is nothing. I mean, he, he's not probably what Pat Mahomes is, but he's a big-time number guy, unbelievable talent as far as his arm talent. 
I mean, I, I mentioned this recently, but he kind of is seen as almost a bust, and I think that's silly. I think he came out with high expectations, and I think he's he's met those expectations. The biggest problem has been they have not protected him. He takes a billion hits, and it's wearing on his body, and he's had some bad injuries. So really, he would be a lot high. He, he, I think he's more talented than Russell Wilson. I think if you were to put everything, you know, again, I might even put him above Tom Brady if it wasn't for the injuries. Just because I don't think it's contingent on scheme. I don't think it's contingent on talent. I think he's just a, I think he's a better quarterback. Um, whether or not I'd put him above Pat Mahomes, maybe. But again, w- when you factor in the injuries, when you factor in the lack of, of time he's played, again, he missed entire season of 2017. 2015, he only had 300 dropbacks. I mean, the guy has just been beaten and battered, and I don't know what he has. I mean, there were there was talks about him not being able to play. Maybe he won't even be able to get back to it. Obviously, he played well, but there's still lingering injury concerns that I have for him. But I think if, if we can get a healthy Andrew Luck for the season, as we did last year, you can see what he did. He's a scary dude. I, I remember I, a friend of mine, we were in fantasy together, and he had Andrew Luck, and there were times he... I remember, I think... I don't know if I was playing him or what, but... Um, I think I just messaged him. I wasn't playing him, but Andrew Luck had like four points by halftime. And I was kind of like, oh, man, that kind of stinks. He's like, oh, he does this all the time. He'll have 30 by the time the game's over. Sure enough, he had probably 35, 40 points just in a half because he just came back and rallied. And this was back when he didn't have a defense. He just had T.Y. and nothing else. You know, and he obviously dominates with his tight ends. But even his tight ends aren't that great. He just he just tears it up with tight ends. So I'm 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 beyond enamored with with uh, Russell Wilson or excuse me with um, Andrew Luck as a talent. I just think it's going to be one of the more um, disappointing overall careers because of what he could have been, and he's still got time. I mean, he's what is he? He's, well, he's 30. That's <laughs> just young in quarterback years, but a battered and beaten beaten 30. I mean, maybe he can put together another 10 years. Who knows? Play till he's 40, like everybody else is doing now. But it's too bad. I think he could have had more of a Peyton Manning kind of a career had uh, things been a little better. And again, we'll see. He's got a really good team. He could stash away a couple Super Bowls here. But uh, that that's basically the the dynamic here is it's it's a high risk thing because of the injuries, but I just think his talent and and his his mind is just on another level. After that, I'm going to go with Matt Ryan. I think Matt Ryan is a tier below, but in terms of just consistency and in terms of his veteran, you know, being a veteran, I I just think he's safe. I don't think he's really got the upside of an Andrew Luck. Um, he's had the benefit of some pretty stacked offenses, you know, good offensive line. He's had some good running backs. He's got Julio Jones, who's arguably the best wide receiver over the last whoever, however many years. You know, he's had a pretty good supporting cast, but regardless of that, he's he's just been solid. He's just consistent. You know, you, you look back over his career, and he's got peaks and valleys and all that kind of stuff, but he, his valleys were not very low. Uh, 2009 was the only year where he was uh, below a 70, which is good. So in the 60s, which was average. That was 2009. He hasn't even been in the good category in the 70s since 2013. Since 2014, he's been either very good or elite, including 2016 when Matt LaFleur was his quarterback coach and Kyle Shanahan was his offensive coordinator. You know, he's, he's a decent enough stat guy, especially in terms of yardage. You know, for I mean, so 2018, 4,900 yards, 2017, 45, 2016, he had almost 6,000 yards. I think he's consistent. I think he's solid. I think he's a veteran. Um, I don't think you're ever really going to get that top end like pretty much everybody else in this group. Maybe, maybe Russell Wilson-esque, but I, I think this is more of just like a safe play. He's not going to give us a bad year. And I know last year didn't look great, but I think it was similar to Aaron Rodgers. Everything else fell apart around him. He was not the problem on that team. So not much else to say about that. After that, we're getting into crazy territory once again. I'm going Baker Mayfield. 
I really like Baker. I really liked him in college. Um, he was my favorite prospect of the group. I, I said I liked Josh Rosen, and I would, probably would have picked him, but that was mostly because he felt safe. Baker was just kind of wild and crazy, but I just thought he was the best talent, you know, as far as looking like an Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson type guy who's just scrambling around and, and making plays. And, you know, I like the attitude portion of it. I don't understand. I think that was overblown. He's competitive. Um, he's, he seems to be a good locker room guy. I love the energy. I love the intensity. And he comes out in his rookie year, and he was solid. I mean, you look at 3,700 yards. Granted, he didn't play weeks one or two, but 3,700 yards, 27 touchdowns, it doesn't seem super impressive, especially with 14 interceptions. But his grade was an 84.5. That's higher than Matt Ryan in his rookie year. That's higher than Andrew Luck in his rookie year. Um, Not higher than Russell Wilson. Uh, Higher than uh, Tom Brady. Uh, Higher than Pat Mahomes, technically. Because, you know, he, well, I shouldn't even say that. Pat Mahomes barely ever played. Uh, let's see. Basically, it was it was Drew Brees in his rookie year. That's what Drew Brees did. It was an 83.2. But he can't, but it, it's beyond that, though. He, he comes into a garbage football team with a terrible head coach, with no real weapons around him, just complete dysfunction everywhere. He comes in and just plays really, really, really well. I mean, right out of the gate, he comes in week three into a massive amount of dysfunction, puts up a grade of 84.3, week four, 83, week five, 81. And, and week five was against Baltimore. That's a divisional opponent who's familiar with the offense, familiar with the team, and has a very, very good defense. He just came in and tore it up. He only had two games that were graded as poor, which was week eight against Pittsburgh, week nine against Kansas City. Other than that, he was average, mostly very good, or even elite. His game against the Carolina Panthers, 90.6. I just think he's, he's, he's you know, Matty Ice, man. He's got, he's got confidence. He's got ice in his veins. He's not scared of anything. He's confident. He knows how good he is. And he just comes out and showed everybody. And I think his arrow is going to continue to point straight up. And now he's got to, I mean, it's not supposed to be about the supporting cast, which it's not because, again, supporting cast was not very good, and look what he did. But obviously, you know, you look at going forward for the Cleveland Browns, it's looking pretty good. But to come in and do what he did in, in, in a rookie year for anybody, much less a team that isn't any good and, and, and dysfunction and everything else, you know, a locker room I'm sure was just beyond toxic. It's hard to have a locker room filled with people that have been losing year after year after year after year that are a laughing stock to have that be a good locker room situation. But again, he's just got blinders. He doesn't care. It's just, I'm just going to come out and I'm going to dominate and that's it. And he did. So I, I, I have confidence and I have trust. The reason he's lower well, again, the stats weren't super great. You'd like to see more than 3,700 yards. I'd like to see more than 27 touchdowns, and I'd like those interception numbers to be down a little bit. Also, just because it's one year, you know, there's going to be some issues as far as concern, similar to Pat Mahomes. I don't know what's going to happen his next year. Maybe he does regress a little bit. I think it's a little less likely because this is just pretty much a solid year, whereas Pat Mahomes put up a year that is almost impossible to sustain over the course of a career. But I like Baker, and I, I think I would have confidence in him being able to uh, to run a team. So now at number nine, I'm going to have Philip Rivers. Um, so obviously Philip Rivers gives you that that veteran presence. I do like him as as far as his intensity. I like you know he's a little bit goofy, but intensity, good leader, locker locker room. Um, I don't see a drop off. 2017 and 2018 have been his best years since 2013. So I mean it, it, it's 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 the arrow's going up. So I don't see a drop-off in his career. Um, he's been relatively consistent, not exactly to the point of a, um, not exactly like Matt Ryan, for example. 
you know, he's he's kind of sitting at the the low 70s, kind of just average, and that you know now he's kind of blowing up. But he's not going to give you a bad season. I think Philip Rivers is the kind of guy that if you can give him, you know, a, a, a good enough head coach and give him some weapons, he he can he can take you the distance. Now he hasn't, and there is some concern about the team overall, in terms of, you know, why does this team have so much talent, including the quarterback, but can't seem to go anywhere. Is that the coach's fault? Is is Rivers maybe the kind of guy that just doesn't show up when it matters? I mean, if you look at it, they made it to the playoffs, right? Wild card against Baltimore. It was one of his best games of the season. Then he goes on to play New England. Easily, easily the worst game of the season, and it was a 46.7. He played terribly. That's a concern, right? Why can't this team finish? But again, he's, he's consistent, no injury concerns, good locker room, talented quarterback. I don't think you're going to really have a lot of problems with Phillip Rivers. Finally, at number 10, I settled on Mr. Carson Wentz. Um, I know the, it's kind of tough because I'm trying to address what I think people are thinking, but it's kind of, kind of all over the place. Some people really like him, some people not so much. Here's the issue with Carson Wentz. I think the people that really, really like him overvalue him a little bit. 2017, he played really well. But as far as grades go, he basically was, in his best year over the course of three years, he did what Baker Mayfield did in his rookie year. And he's done it with better weapons, better offensive line, better running back, and a much better head coach. So, I mean, there, there's no question there's talent. I don't think his ups, I don't think his, his high-end talent is in the, I mean, we know it's not Pat Mahomes. It's not, you know, Andrew Luck-type talent. Although I think I even personally have compared him somewhat to Andrew Luck, it's it's not the same. The only real comparison is he's a he's a good quarterback and we never really get to see it because he's hurt all the time, which is a problem. The team won the Super Bowl recently and he wasn't the quarterback when they won it. I think his high upside talent is overblown and I think PFF does a really good job of demonstrating that because despite the success of the offense and how potent it looks and how good he looks at times, a lot of this is the offensive scheme. A lot of this is, you know, having guys like Alshon Jeffrey and Golden Tate, and, and just really talented, solid guys. Again, that's not to detract. I like, and he, he's my number 10. He made the list, and he made it above some guys that are pretty deserving. And considering his injury history, I think that's that's pretty solid. I mean, if, if he had not been hurt and was a little bit more consistent over the last, you know, I mean, the last two years, he's been solid. He's just been hurt. If it wasn't for the injuries, he'd probably be above at least Philip Rivers. I don't know about Baker necessarily, maybe. So the I mean the the upside with Carson Wentz is higher than a lot. I mean you could argue putting him above even you know Matt Ryan just because he gives you probably a higher upside. But I just personally haven't really seen it. You know 33 touchdowns was his highest. 3,700 t- yards was his his highest in his rookie year in which he had 16 touchdowns and 14 interceptions. So I I like him. I'm just concerned. I'm concerned what happens when he leaves that. Um, that offense. I'm concerned what happens when he, he leaves those weapons. I'm concerned what happens with his injuries and staying healthy. All these things concern me a little bit. But again, he's my number 10. Now, honorable mentions. Actually, let's take a break and then we'll do honorable mentions. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. And that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Now, again, th- this 
isn't even necessarily a ranking. I'm not even going to put these in any order. I don't even know if these would be the next four. These are just four guys that I picked when I went down the list that I feel like people are going to get upset about. So the first of the honorable mentions is going to be Ben Roethlisberger. And I do think just looking at his overall career, it's probably a little unfair. This is the one that gives me a little bit of heartburn. To be completely honest, though, there's just... Well, first of all, he has been seemingly in a bit of a decline. Not even bad, but just just lower than it has been over the last couple years. And I think losing Le'Veon and losing Antonio Brown is part of that. So that's a concern. I don't like... And again, maybe because it's 2019 only, it shouldn't matter. But I, I still remember when he had that season where he just was throwing a ton of interceptions and he's talking about, I should just hang it up, I should quit. It's not his play and it's not... See, now I'm starting to regret. I probably should have put him on the list. Whatever. He It's probably unfair that I didn't put him in. There's just something about Ben that has me concerned. I just feel like his heart isn't necessarily in the game. Hard to call him a good person or a good locker room person considering his issues off the field. Um, you know, the, the, some of the rumors, and I have no idea if this is true or what, but the fact that you know, A.B. and, and Le'Veon, they, they kind of point to Ben being the problem. Not sure if Bell did, but I know A.B. kind of alluded to that. So I, I think in terms of just play, he should be above Carson. He should be above Phillip Rivers. I mean, you could even argue he's in that Andrew Luck, Russell Wilson area, like just in that next tier, just because he's got a good amount of consistency, good amount of talent, um, you know, relatively healthy guy, despite the shots he takes. I, I just left him out for all the extra stuff. I just I worry about him falling off a little bit. I worry about him losing the talent. I worry about him as a locker room guy, as a character person. And so as as silly as those reasons might be, I left him off. That's the one that maybe I, I kind of regret a little bit, but it is what it is. Number two, and again, I don't put these in any particular category, any particular order, but Deshaun Watson. It's a little bit of an anomaly because 2018, he was a better quarterback. But 2017 is when he lit it up. That was when everybody started freaking out, right? Him basically having a season similar to what Pat Mahomes was doing before he got hurt. So there's the the high upside. There's the refinement in 2018 where he didn't put up the numbers, but he was a much more accurate quarterback. You know, the the 27 to 10 touchdown to interception ratio was much better than his 19-8. I don't know about much better, but it is better. Completion percentage from 61 to 67. And then you look at what he has to work with. The man was sacked 64 times. Again, we're taking him out of that situation. We're putting him in a new situation. The arm talent, the the talent with his legs, the upside potential, all that is really impressive and really intriguing, but there just isn't enough in the two years for me to, to really want to bet on him. I don't know what his upside is. I don't know what he is because I can't see it because he's buried literally behind his offensive line. So, you know, I, I think Deshaun Watson has all the potential in the world of being a really, really talented, or he is talented, really, really good and productive quarterback. They got to fix the offensive line. But, you know, for those reasons, he does have an injury. He doesn't have a lot of experience. Um, you know, his, his rookie year, he graded out fairly low despite the high stats. His next year, he graded out high, but he didn't have the numbers anymore. So, you know, intriguing, but I'm not going to put him on my list. Next, I'm going to say Dak. Um, I don't know. Again, he's another one that I don't know if I would even really consider him as, as sort of even the next tier outside of the top 10. I just think some people probably would, especially Cowboys fans who think he's some kind of a great quarterback. I don't know. If anything, he's an indictment on um, Baker Mayfield because his rookie year was an 83.7, which is about what Baker had, and then he just dropped off. 
the difference here is he had that elite offensive line. He and Ezekiel Elliott benefited from that offensive line, and I've said it before, and I will say it 7,000 more times, the Dallas Cowboys not doing everything they can to maintain that offensive line is ridiculous. And I'm not just talking about keeping the guys because one of them retired. Nothing you can do about that. But focusing on offensive line is the most important key and realizing that's why you win. It's not Dak Prescott. It's not Ezekiel Elliott. I know they're the ones showing off and getting all the, the press and everything else. It's your offensive line making them look good. The offensive line started falling apart. He goes from an 83.7 to a 72, which is, you know, good. The next year in 2018, 74, which is fine. His yards, 3,900, 3,300, 4,300, meh. Touchdowns, 26, 22, 24, not good. Interceptions in his rookie year, 5 was pretty solid, considering 26 touchdowns, but again, that was his one good year. The next year, 22 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. That's not a very good ratio. 2018, 24, and 9 is better, but again, still not great. If you want to look at NFL passer ratings the last two years, 86.6, 96.3. So I, I just don't value Dak all that much. I think he's fine. Um, you know, I, I would be okay with him as my quarterback. He's a good enough thrower. I think what he can do with his legs is is solid. I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I don't think he's going to be the, a quarterback that's going to lose it for you. He's not Eli Manning. He's not Mitch Trubisky. He's not one of those guys that's just going to completely mess it up. But I don't know if he's got what it takes to really take it over the top. It looked like in his rookie year maybe he did because it was very frustrating trying to play against him. You know, if he, if he had the throw, he'd make the throw. If he didn't, he'd run. Right? That's what it was like playing the Cowboys. If they needed a third down conversion, they were probably going to get it. And it was on, on Dak Prescott. So I'm not trying to trash the guy. I just think he's a little bit overhyped. Lastly, Cam Newton. Um, is another guy I've been pretty consistent with saying I just I don't value him super highly. I think a lot of people would want him in their top ten. I'm just not interested. I think as a runner is 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 primarily where his talent is. I don't think he's that great of a thrower. Um, I I hate his his locker room demeanor or his is you know when things aren't going well. I mean you talk about Aaron Rodgers pouting. This guy literally for the first like two years of his career sat on the bench crying with a towel over his head. You know, he's walking out of press conferences and just throwing tam- temper tantrums. There's been a couple off-the-field things. You know, no, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'll leave that alone. I, I just think he's he's immature. I think he's way wildly overrated. I don't know why he's so highly rated by the, the media. He's he's only had one year in his entire, entire career of having an, a very good grade, zero elite grades. Otherwise, it's all been 60s and 70s. 60 is average. 70 is 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 good but even the average haven't even been high average so if you if you look at his his career um starting in 2011 when he started 67 72 73 76 86.5 68 68 70 that's not good man i mean it's consistent if you're looking for consistent but i'd like it to at least be consistently good most of the guys that are consistent are mid 70s to 80s cam is consistently mediocre so i just I'm not putting them on my list. That's all there is to it. So, anyways, those are my top ten. Uh, biggest regret is probably not forcing Ben in there, but uh, otherwise, that's just kind of how I got it laid out. The the bottom four, again, that's not necessarily my next four. Those are just the foreseeable um, objections and uh, my my thoughts on that. But anyways, get in the Facebook group. Let me know what your top ten would be or what you thought about what I had to say. Um, I might do a few more of these. We'll see how it goes. But anyways, I'm going to get going. You folks have yourselves a fantastic Monday. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.